it's a it's another huge occasion at Ashton Gate. Um, how much are you and the squad, you know, looking forward to? Um, I suppose just welcoming just so many fans to uh, to watch you play. Yeah, it's a it's a big occasion again, and and what I'm really enjoying is that every time we play at Ashton Gate, it's a big occasion. Um, when we played against Arsenal, the performance was outstanding, and I felt we were we were inches away. And I, I think we have to remember what that felt like and what we did to stay in that game and and be there till the end. And I think that's what the plan is, and I hope that the the players um, manage that emotion to get us that same place. But obviously, more more people come into this game as well. Uh, more people cheering us on, I really hope that we're able to put that performance in again. And, you know, it's another big opportunity, one that we're very much underdogs in. So, yeah, there's nothing to lose, I guess. And just for a moment, it's all bigger picture, just to know that there are so many people that are interested in watching Bristol City women and, and the growth of the game. How much... Um, how much that's joy, reassurance. What does that do for you to know that you know that that there is that genuine interest, and in you will continue to say break your own records if you like. Uh, yeah, it it's really inspiring because when you look at the rate of women's football and the the crowds that have been over the last few years, and you look at it from an outsider and go, "That's great," and then when you're actually there in the WSL at Ashton Gate, and that happens for you, I think you know it's a huge proud moment for myself, the players and the club, I think that it's not just something that we're looking at someone else doing. It's uh, it's happening for us. So, yeah, it's it's really positive. And I just want it to continue to grow and, and fill that stadium one day. And what difference does it make to the team on the day when you've got that level of support? I think all our fans, whether there's, I don't know, 12,000 there or when we were at HPC last year, when, you know, we we had from 400 to that game where we, I think we maxed out at the HPC. I really think that our fans are so supportive, uh, even when it's tough times, that it really makes a difference. So they know that we're underdogs. They know they're coming in to watch us try and battle and and get something from United and, and put them on the back foot. So I think it very much feels like they're close to us. And, um, and you know, I keep talking about it when we played against Leicester and we were losing and there was one breakaway and, it, you know, there was very unlikely chance we were going to get anything out of the game at this point and everybody was on their feet, um, cheering the blocks, cheering the shots and, it you know, it, that's really, really important to the players. Your point so far this season of being away from home, what would it mean to, to pick up something, you know, out of out of Sunday's game? That's what we want to do. We want to, you know, say thank you to the fans for following us on this journey and 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 you know coming out in in thousands. If we could get that at home, that would be amazing. You know, the last time that we did something that felt like that was the picking up the championship uh, trophy. So yeah, it would be unbelievable to do that, show the fans, and get to celebrate with them. You know, it's definitely so, so something that we want to want to do and would really really relish. You always knew that the WSL would be a challenge. Um, several games in, what's what's maybe the biggest lesson that you and the, and the squad have learned? I think um, the relentlessness in games. So they can, you have to be on it. You could get away with maybe 
moments of unfocus or getting things maybe a little bit wrong before in the championship and you weren't punished uh in the WSL if you you know mistime your challenge or step out of the back line or whatever it might be uh it it results in a goal and what's what's reality versus what you maybe uh expected would would happen uh you know where you're dealing with it you know sort of day to day week to week I don't think they're far apart, to be honest. I knew that we'd be the underdogs from the the day that we got promoted. You know, the the storyline was already, oh, do you just want to stay up next year? No, that's never been the case. Yes, obviously we want to stay up, but we don't just want to scrape through. We want to be able to put games on um, against the big teams where they have to really scrap to get the goals, like the Arsenal game. So for me, it's not just about staying up. It's making sure we establish ourselves as a team that... People have to work hard to beat and then actually worry about the fact that they might lose something in the process. You know, when we look at Everton last weekend as well, I think that that happened there. You know, they started, they flew out the blocks, but then the end of the game, we were in control. And I think we've got belief and now it's just making sure that we put that onto the pitch. And I've I've never questioned that. So the reality and and what I thought would happen is very much there from the, the squad and the players around. So it's enjoyable because of those things. That's great, Lauren. Thanks very much for your time and uh, best of luck for Sunday. Thank you. Morning, Lauren. Oh, yeah. Um, in the in the summer, you don't have the, the budget of a Manchester United, so recruitment was always going to be key. Um, Amelie's settled in with four goals so far this season. Has she surprised you with how quickly she settled in or is she giving you everything that you've expected so far this year? I think there was two things with Amelie. Um, when we'd looked at her games and, and the club she'd played for, she'd created a lot of opportunities, but maybe hadn't always got on the score sheet. But when we were we were watching, we thought there is something here. Like it's not an, it's it's not that she's not scoring because of a reason. She's just hasn't fallen for her. And I just when I met her, she was completely in. She wanted to be part of Bristol City for for long term. And I thought that these two things match. You know, when you're you want both feet in the door you want to work hard for the badge um and she said that straight away so i think that i knew that her, her quality and the environment that we've got would only bring out the best in her and i think that's what we're seeing right now so she's she's a dream to to coach and be around as well last weekend was manchester united's first league defeat of the season um what's what's key to getting a good result against them Le- Leicester got a point against them earlier this season i noticed yeah, I think they have a very aggressive style of play. You know, they want to get in behind straight away. They're almost quick in everything they want to do. They want to win the game straight away. They're going after everything. And I think for us, we need to be patient to start with, um, but also not give them too much respect. And I think that's what we did in the Arsenal game was really build ourselves into the game and know there was moments we could step out, win the ball and cause problems. And I think that's what we've shown the the league right now as well, that we can wait and we'll choose our moments. We'll create good crossing opportunities and we've got the ability to score um, from a number of different people. So hopefully there's enough threat from us that they can't 
go all gung ho, but if they do, then they'll leave it leave it open for us to counterattack into. And, and I think those things, you know, not too much respect and counterattacks are going to be really key. Are the teams down towards the bottom as similar standard as the league table would suggest? I think there's just four points between seventh and twelfth, so one win makes such a big difference, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, it is very much a league of a, a top four, isn't it? And then a bottom eight. So I think. We're in a league of that eight and we're fighting to make sure that we we stay competitive in that. So every one of those games is is almost like a derby in the eight. And then the the, the top four is obviously we want to find a win and we just need to find a way to do that and, and take points off the off the big guns. And finally for me, in terms of team news, how's the squad looking for, for Sunday? Yeah, we're we're missing a few that um that nobody knew. Um, so when you look at the goalkeeper situation that we spoke about, that hasn't changed. So it will be uh, Olivia and Benedict that will be our goalkeepers for the weekend. And then Rachel Furness um, did get an injury in that last game. So uh, she's going to she's gonna miss out as well. And then Satara Murray is still out with a, with a knee injury. So those are those are the, the main ones. But everybody else got through yesterday. Yesterday's Conti Cup, well... Um, so hopefully there's there's nothing else and no surprises. I haven't seen them this morning yet, so I hope there's no surprises. But they all seemed very good last night and uh, and in very much focus mode. So, yeah, hopefully nothing new to add to that. What's the issue with Rachel and how long do you expect her to be out for? Uh, hamstring. So she she's not going to go to camp, that's for sure, in, in next week. Um, I think she'll be out for, a, for a, maybe four weeks. Um, so we, we're not going to see her. Uh, in any time just soon but hopefully she she returns to play well and, and quickens up that timeline because she's been excellent I think for the for the start of the season for us we look forward to seeing you on Sunday thank you thank you morning Lauren hope you're well hiya um, I'm tired as well I, I was at the Conti Cup last night so yeah I, I, I which you. game did you um, go to I was at Liverpool Man United actually so yeah how was that <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll send you, I'll, I'll send you a scout. <laughs> yeah, well, they made yeah. lots of changes, so I think you'll you'll still have a, a tough one on your hand. But um, yeah. yeah, just kind of touching on what you were saying before about that that belief that that you've always had and and you've never doubted. And I wonder just how how much of a boost it is when you start turning the performances, which have quite clearly been improving as the weeks have gone on, and then you actually turn that into a, a, a result with obviously that that one against Everton. How much does that kind of give you something to say to the players? Look, this is proof that that it, it is working and, and we are we are improving each week. Yeah, they they know that from from very much being part of it. I think that there's not like um I don't feel that we need to get them on on board that they're not bought in or, or even the fact that they don't see where we're going and that we've got the quality to do so that that has been um, a real benefit of having a group that's come through the championship together adding some other players in between but the players that we're adding have or added sorry have really pushed us on and bought into how we do things and our culture environment so I think those things they very much know so we don't need to Like go crazy when that happens, if you like. So even after the win against West Ham and the point at the weekend, the win against West Ham was like, oh, were they all on? You know, were they really excited and and pleased? I was like, no, they were just 
normal because they deserve it and they know they worked hard and they're good enough to do it. So we're not on different pages and the highs aren't too high and the lows aren't too low. So I don't, I don't have any concerns in that that sense. And I think that the players are focused on the performance and that's what we talk about. Um, and we know which areas we need to get better in and maintain where we're already doing well. So they're, they're working hard with those things. And I think what shows that there's more to give all the time is when we play Arsenal and it's 2-1 and we're frustrated because it's on corners um, and almost gutted by that because we know we could have done better. It wasn't like we're getting ripped apart. It was very different in that Man City game earlier in the season. That felt very different, like we needed a wake-up call. And I think since then there's been a bit of a change. And then even against Everton, you know, I, f- I felt and the players did that, yes, we, we made it hard from the start conceding in four minutes, but really we had a good few chances to win that game and, and come out with three. So it's more about us fixing those things than um, really having to concern ourselves with making sure people are in the, on the journey with us. Yeah, I just wanted to ask about Man United's approach. Obviously, you said there that they're, that they're aggressive, and um, I know Mark Skinner talks a lot about you know particularly his attacking players being sort of able and willing to do to go one on one with players. So is that something that that you'll have to look at kind of going into the weekend? Is is almost kind of being ready to to take on that one v one approach? Yeah, you you watch them play, and they do. Um... They run at players, they get in behind, they're relentless with that frontline movement. Um, and 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 with the players that they put in attack, you know, they attack with five on your back line. So we need to make sure that we're we're switched on for those things and and straight up for the battle. Because um I remember Mark Skinner a few years ago maybe talking about grit and determination. I think we have to have that in in the opposite side of it to make sure that it's not an easy day out for them, that those chances that they do create are tougher to score than than um than easy and I think those things are going to be key um, that we're up for the defensive battle but then what we've learned over the last few weeks is is making sure that when we went get it back we we just look to play and I think when we do that we look like a much better side and, and a, a side with confidence that can can go and score a goal as well well I look forward to seeing how you get on thanks Lauren all the best right we'll come to you now Ian that's all right Um, uh, is that me? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I've only got one because we've touched on most of what I got. I just wanted to ask. Um, there were a couple of debutants uh, last night in the cup. How did you feel they got on, and, and what did you see from them? Yeah, Manon Pierce and uh, Maya Kendall. So they've been they've been training with us now for most of the season in between their games with the academy. So they've been doing well. I think in the game last night in particular, they've really you know done themselves uh, justice in terms of why they've been selected for this game. Manon, a midfielder, I think she was, um, she looked to get on the ball. She was brave to do that. Obviously, it's a big step up. And and I think that it was probably a big shock because it was only a couple of days ago that I had the conversation with them. And then the next minute they're on the pitch against Tottenham Hotspur. So um, I think that they managed their emotions of that excellently. And then uh, Maya, when she came on, I thought she was... It's the bit where you get young players on a pitch and they just, it's almost like, a, well, I'm just going to do it because that's what I do, approach, rather than concern themselves with anything else. And she she ran at players. She's got a bit of uh, 
She's very pacey. She showed that. So she was able to get in behind a few times. She won us a corner. So I think between the two of them, they've done really, really well. And, you know, they're, they're players that will continue in our first team, uh, certainly training. And then when opportunities appear, I think they've done well to show that they can they can handle the moments and, um, and add to the squad. That's great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great stuff. We'll, we'll come to you now, Sean. Hey, Lauren, just one for me. Just want to build on Marlon Pierce, really. I've been covering the Welsh Leagues for a while and I've been able to see her development over the past couple of years. Just wanted to ask how much potential do you think she has, but also how much talent is there in the Welsh League? Well, you've caught me on that one. I haven't watched the Welsh League for a little while, actually. But um, Manon in particular, I've also known her for for a few years, same as our academy manager and Lauren Dykes as well, you know, through the, through the Welsh kind of system. And she's always been an outstanding talent and, um, you know, a, a level head. And I'm pretty sure she's been captain of the 19s recently as well. So Manon as a person and a player is absolutely what Bristol City are about. You know, she works hard. She's humble. Um, and then on the ball, she's been doing excellent in training. Um, so yeah, I think Marlon's got a got an, a a bright future, and hopefully she'll continue with us, and we'll see where that gets to. Uh, the Welsh League, and to be honest, I, I think I watched a little bit. Was it Swansea Wrexham the other day? Yeah, so I saw a little bit of that one. You know, I think there's players in there that know that they are, are quality, and um, they're doing well. And I just hope that the Welsh League continues to improve and and gets more people and more funding and and allows players to stay and, and progress through the ranks really but it's a it's a competitive league at the top um and obviously Wrexham have thrown in a few curveballs as well yeah thank you Lauren good luck thank you perfect we'll go to Andrew then Dan and then Reese to wrap us up thanks um hi Lauren the uh, so you've got two of your central defenders in the England under-23s, you've got a couple in the Scotland squad. Rachel's not going away, but um, presumably some others. That's quite a depleted squad next week. So what does that do to your plans? That, that is very timely. I've Before this call, I've just put the list together of what we've got training next week. When there's six players in training, because everybody's going, going away. Um so that's another opportunity for the academy players to come and train up so that we've got more players in training so we can we can keep with the plans of what we need to do um so yeah it is it is a challenge to not have your squad around but at the same time you know I, I love it when they get to go and play for their countries and we've recently uh, jazz ball has been selected for Scotland under 23s which you only found about out about yesterday or the day before, so she's she's ecstatic, and um and very, we're all very very pleased for her. So that's one more that that's disappearing out the door. But I uh, I do enjoy a, a Friday and then a Tuesday to watch all the all of them play in, and obviously we've we've got the uh, Northern Irish Republic um, round two game, which I'm sure that that always causes a bit of a a bit of banter within the group as well. So yeah, no, I think um. Fair play to them all for going away, and it's a hard, it's a tough season, and we've had a really tough November. So, I hope they get looked after and they look after themselves and come back nice and fresh as well. Brilliant. Good luck on Sunday. Thank you. Hi, Lauren. Hope you're well. 
Um, I just want to ask you about the squad, really. Obviously, January is just around the corner, the transfer window, but it feels like um, you're really consistent in your performances. It feels like you've got a together group and you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a fight from Bristol City. So, you know, does that make it more difficult when you're thinking about bringing more players into the group because it feels kind of tight-knit and, you know, you're very much on the right path this season? Yeah, and... It's always, whenever we recruit, whatever window it is, it's always for me about making sure that who comes in fits with what we do and and how we do it. They've got to be part of the bigger group. Um, So that won't change. So players that join us in January will will be part of that. And I'll I'll ensure that that is how we always add players. Um, I'm not too concerned because even in last the last January window in the championship and we brought in a few players, they they take to the team very well and the team know that the their strength is in the strength of the group. So if we add players that will help us, that's a good thing for everyone. So that's not really, it's, it's okay as long as everybody's on the same path. And I think, you know, we've got that right in the past and I'm sure we'll get that right again for anybody we, we do add. And just back to the crowd again, obviously you've had some big crowds this season at Ashton Gate. Um, you know, what, what's that doing for the profile of the team going forward? Obviously, I'm sure, like, you know, the team more visible in the city and, you know, I suppose the club as well. Um, You know, obviously, women's teams aren't self-sufficient yet. It's It feels like it's a big message, you know, to show the club what you're doing and, and what the fans think. Yeah, it's great when we when we play there. And, and, and then I think every time we get, we break a record and then there's a another game, people feel like they're missing out. Um, I'm guessing, and that means that they bring more people and, and they want to be part of it. And and the fact that it's always rolling and getting more, that, that that's great. The club have been excellent since I've walked through the door in the support um, and uh, and the finances as well. So when we look at it's not being self self sufficient, that's not really um, the biggest thing that we talk about. It's more about how do we get this? How do we get success? How do we make sure that we move forward with our values? Um, and I've always felt very much part of the wider club and, and Gavin Marshall, our, our, our chair, has, has been the driving force for that. Um, and, you know, I, I always think that I'm very lucky because of that, because it, it's never a, a separate entity. It's it's very much this is what you'll need and this is how this will work. Um, so, yeah, the support has always been great and I'm sure it will continue.